0: Turn on the TV, and that's
1: about the time she walked away from me. Welcome back, and happy Friday, Richmond. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM, broadcasting from Scott's Edition, the home. Of River City Roll, an amazing bowling spot, a seasonal menu, amazing pizza, hopping cocktail scene, a dog friendly patio that is covered and heated, live music on Friday and Saturday. And River City Roll was proud to be the home of the first ever football festival. And I was so happy that we put together that first event. We're already planning behind the scenes football fest two. Electric Boogaloo, or whatever we're going to call it. But uh, I was also really happy because one of my best friends in the industry, Drab T-shirt, made the trip with his twins down to Richmond for a football festival. And uh, I just thought that was awesome of him. Of course, we worked together for a long time on the Sports Junkies. And now it is time for Don't Sleep on these picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. 10-5-85.
0: It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. AWOD will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend! Weekend! Don't weekend. sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio. Drabby, what's up, man? Happy Friday. Hey, what's going on, man? I I gotta admit, though... Just a moment ago, you had me. You had me in the first half when you said best friends, and then you said in the industry. <laughs> you you could have just left it at best friends, and you would have had me sized.
1: <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: But you are an
1: insider in the industry. You know what I mean? Like People do not realize how much impact and power Drab T-Shirt has on 106.7 The Fan, the nation's leader in sports coverage.
0: I don't. I don't have any power on the fan. I don't have any power in my house. The only time I have power is when I'm alone in my car eating Taco Bell.
1: (laughs) Of course, the big topic this week on 106.7 The Fan was the Wizards and Caps potentially moving to Virginia. And what I love about your take is that you are so proud to be living in Virginia. Like you're more proud to be a Virginian than me. I don't. Like I consider myself kind of a DC guy.
0: I know, and I'm, I'm considered a transplant. I've only lived here since 2007, 15, 16 years, whatever that's been. And, yeah, I like Virginia. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I don't understand all of a sudden why there's so much hate against Virginia. It's just a basketball team. It's just a hockey team. There's this thing going on in the D.C. metro area where they act like Virginia doesn't belong. Whatever. I, I don't care. Kick us out. I like Virginia. I, I, I think we got great things going on. We got good culture, good people. yeah, the traffic sucks, but whatever. that's, that's the whole metro area. If DC and Maryland want to stick together, they can, they can have each other. But I like Virginia and don't don't give me this, we're the DMV, DMV this, DMV that. And then when it comes to oh, professional sports, oh you're not included. Only Maryland and DC are allowed to have stadiums and arenas, but not you, Virginia. You just you'll just be the stepchild over there.
1: Well, you, you did make a great point on bit season. Everybody should download the podcast today, searching bit season on Spotify and iTunes, talking all things behind the glass of the sports junkies alongside uh, Matt Valdez. And that was when you said, look, it's Virginia's turn, right? D.C. had a chance, Maryland had a chance. Virginia hasn't had a professional sports team play in the state. Um, in a long time. I mean, you'd have to go back to the Virginia Squires. I was trying to ask my dad about that, whether he that went to a game count. or not. That doesn't uh,
0: count. We're yeah. talking major sports here. The four major leagues were never involved. And, and we have a you, you, tremendous population, a zillion people, and it's an awesome state. It's a great place to live. Obviously, if you're in R- Richmond, you feel the same way about Virginia. And as I said on bit season, you win some, you lose some. D.C., you lost it's our turn. Well, speaking
1: of the four major sports teams, you're a low-key, a big hockey guy, right? People don't talk about yeah. Drab being a big hockey guy enough. Should we be worried? Alex Ovechkin hasn't scored in two weeks. His longest stretch without a goal in six years.
0: Uh, Officially concerned. That's that. That's our status right now. Look, I watch the games. He's in the office. He's still ripping the shots. He's still got the mile per hour. Yeah, he's not going to score on a breakaway, but... In years past, the last few years, he was ripping those into the back of the net. He's either missing he's either missing the goal now, or they're just getting blocked. I don't know what's going on. Are you telegraphing it too much? But it might just be bad puck luck. It, I, would, I, I would fully <laughs> expect Ad, or, uh, Adam for, for Ovi to, to could have two goals next time they play. It, it, he's still got it. I mean, it's still, he's still right there. He's getting the opportunities. He's getting the ice time. They're just not falling. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's frustrating because I'm a little concerned now that he's washed and he's not going to get catch. It, it, it was an afterthought. It was a done deal. When's the ceremony? Let me know. I'll be there. Ovechkin passing uh, Gretzky at 894. We do these reads chasing, uh, chasing Gretzky every time Ovi scores. I, I don't even know the last time we've done one. It's been weeks. And if he does score, it's an empty netter. <laughs> that stinks. I want Ovi in the office lighting the lamp. <laughs> I want it every other game. That's when I need to know that's why I need Ovi on a schedule. I need him on schedule every other game.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of frustrating. I mean, they built that statue kind of or that chair of him and they were adding a puck every time he scores. Well, they I haven't know, added yeah. one now in three weeks. And uh, part of me wants to blame Ted Leonsis for that. I mean, look, here's the thing Wizards and Capitals moving out of Capital One Arena, Verizon Center, MCI Center, has me in my feelings because of this. Drab, did you know I spent seven or eight birthdays in that arena growing up like I used to beg my dad for tickets for my birthday to go see you know John Wall or to go see Gilbert Arenas or Michael Jordan before that I saw 300 in that theater one of the first R-rated movies I've ever seen I had birthday dinners at Clyde's you know I was on a courtside date at Capital One Arena I'll never have a date as good as that in my life I've got so many great memories in that arena do you have any good memories you want
0: to share no, the arena stinks. There's nothing <laughs> special about it. Yeah, well, big deal. they got a movie theater attached to it. Okay, Adam, no one's going to take those memories away from you. They're going to be there forever, but you're also going to have new memories. And if you ever have children, those kids will grow up having memories in a, in a new facility. I'm excited. I like shiny new toys. Adam, you want to drive your high school beater around for the rest of your life? Do that. But I want the fancy new red Corvette, and that's what Ted's promising us, and I'm excited.
1: I know. He, he's making all these promises that I don't I don't know if he can keep, you know. I mean, he's planning, like you said, a, a brand new state-of-the-art basketball facility. I'm not sure what that looks like. He kept mentioning the digital age. I'm like, haven't we been in the digital age for 15 years? Uh, what, is he- everything going to be touchscreen? Is there going to be t- tiny TVs at every seat? I just don't really... Believe that it's going to look as good as the renderings, but uh, we can argue about that another day. This is Don't Sleep on these picks, sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy. If you need the energy to stay up late and see your picks go up in flames, easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWODRadio to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. They support AWOD Radio. And the boys from behind the glass, bit season. So, v- Drabby, what is your lock of the week? Tell me it's the Seahawks to upset the Eagles.
0: Oh, well, the Seahawks will upset the Eagles. The Seahawks, when they're down and out, they, they always snap back. Pete is pretty consistent with that over the year. So, I, I, you know, look, we've lost like four games in a row. The season's off the rails. But I think we can beat the Eagles on, on, on Monday night. But I, my lock of the week, Adam, we're going to stay in the NFC East. The Cowboys are not going to Buffalo. They're not beating the Bills on the road. People are, are drunk on Dak. He's not that good. Cam Newton said he's a game manager. I, You know what? I agree. Dak is a game manager. He's not a game changer. He's just riding the wave right now. That 16 interception season or whatever it was from Dak last year, that will come to roost, and it's going to start this, this Sunday 425 against the Bills. No chance the Cowboys are going to go on the road into mediocre weather in Buffalo. The Bills are starting to rally. They're circling the wagons, and they're going to beat down those Cowboys on-, on Sunday afternoon, Adam. Guarantee lock of the week from Drab T-shirt.
1: It's actually – it's that's my pick as well. I, I've been arguing Good. with my producer. Uh, he doesn't believe in the Bills. He's already uh, taken them out of the playoffs. I've been saying, no, they're going to get hot at the end of the season – This is their final year, their window of opportunity to make the Super Bowl. They're going to at least get into the postseason. I've got the Bills winning over the Dallas Cowboys. As the producer of the Sports Junkies, I know you've been busy and you were on vacation, but have you reached out to Tommy DeVito's agent? He would be awesome on the junks.
0: I have not, but i got to say, Tommy DeVito is my favorite story in sports right now. I don't know if he'll ever, after this year, ever take another snap for the Giants. I hope he does because he's a baller. But it's the perfect story. Uh, Italian-American, and I love that he embraces it. Everyone embraces it. And you know what? Stereotypes are alive and well in <laughs> North Jersey because you know, everybody loves the Italian-American family bond, and he is fitting that to a tee. He lives at his parents' house. They're doing his laundry. They're eating cutlets outside the game. They're doing the, the Italian finger, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Everything's perfect. It's the greatest story. There's no better quarterback. I mean, I hope this guy's the franchise quarterback. Back for the, you know what? If Tommy DeVito becomes a franchise quarterback from the Giants, they will officially become my second favorite team. It's, <laughs> just a, it's such a fun story that everybody can get behind, and I love the fact that his family is embracing it as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Drab, thanks so much, man. Have a good weekend.
0: Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend as well. Later. Yep,
1: you're listening to AWD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard right here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM with an extended pregame show this season, live from the Commonwealth Room, and we'll be back there on Saturday as the Rams face off against Temple. And joining us right now, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, one of the most celebrated VCU basketball players in the history of Ram Nation. Now back here as the Director of Student Athlete Development on Ryan Odom's staff. That's Bradford Burgess. What's going on, Brad? <laughs>
2: Not much, Adam. How you doing, man?
1: Uh, I'm doing great here. And so we'll start with your time at VCU. And you guys had so much success. I mean, obviously, the Final Four run sticks out. But what are one or two memories uh, that live in your mind?
2: Uh, well, I'd have to start with my, my freshman year, man. Just coming into college basketball and being able to uh, play under a great coach and, and better man and Anthony Grant. And then also being able to play with Eric Maynard. And uh, Larry Sanders, Joey Rodriguez, Brandon Rosell, Ed Nixon—you know—and just go down the list of of players that uh, have been through this program to start there, and then um, to start with the championship, and then also to end with the conference championship. I think, um, you know, obviously you said aside from the Final Four was uh, really, really special to me. So being able to to go out on top of of, uh, the conference as a conference champion was. Uh, really special to me, especially after um, you know, how much we lost from that, that final four team. And uh, you know, we ourselves had internal expectations but um, uh, you know, might have been slept on a little bit because of how young we were, but to be able to to get that group on the right track and, and finish as champions was, was really special.
1: And you developed the nickname during your time at VCU as Big Shot Brad, obviously, your big shot in the NCAA tournament against Florida State, and I know uh, I was a freshman at VCU the year after that, and you had countless uh, big shots during that season, like you said, concluding with winning the CAA championship. I mean, how did it feel to have that name, that weight on your shoulders as Big Shot Brad?
2: uh it it was you know it's obviously great to hear it from people but uh it was just always it's always been an accountability thing for me um you know uh, that's something that uh my my father taught myself and, and my brother my brother and I that uh you know just just being accountable at, at all times and, and letting people know that they can depend on you when it matters most and um you know that's all I wanted to do was be there for my teammates be a person that uh, the coaches could could depend on to do the right things and, um, you know, play the right way and not be a liability on offensive defense and uh, just just try to um, just just play my hardest, and, you know, the the rest will, will take care of itself.
1: Bradford Burgess with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Burgess starred at VCU from 2009 to 2012, and like we were talking about, one of the driving forces behind the Rams – Run to the Final Four in 2011, and uh, since then you, your you know career has taken you around the world and back here in Richmond. How are you feeling to be back here with Ram Nation once again?
2: Um, it's it's been an amazing feeling, man. Uh, just just for me, there's no place like home. So you know, growing up in Richmond, and just I literally. I I was telling somebody the other day, like I I've literally grown up on the Siegel Center floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from elementary school uh on up or, or middle school on up, um, just being at the camps, AAU tournaments, uh high school games, um, just in, in anything that happened in the Siegel Center like graduations, like you name it, I I've I've been there, I've been a part of it and, and seen it. So just to be able to um, come back to VCU as a coach and, um, you know, just try to help develop the next generation of Rams. Um, it's been real special to me, man, just to see how far the the program has, has uh, come, um, you know, just from being able to go to various MTE tournaments like Maui. And we just came back from Orlando, the ESPN tournament and, um, you know all the other, the the Madison Square Garden tournaments or the Brooklyn tournaments, you name it. Like BCU has um, reached a point where it's an uh, attractive name to have an association. So um that that's been a great feeling, man. I'm just trying to relay my experiences and and my knowledge uh, to the players and to, to talk with the staff and just um, you know try to formulate the best plan for us to continue to to be winners and champions here.
1: I love that, man, and I feel like you could hear in your voice how much it means to you, how much this program means to you. It's just awesome. And uh, you focus on player development of this VCU mm-hmm. roster right now, a lot of talent. Who do you think has developed the most since you've come back to Richmond?
2: Um, I don't know about the most. Uh, I can't really pinpoint the most because we've had all guys that are uh, – these guys are gym rats, man. They're They're in the gym – uh, at all hours of the day, um, just trying to get better, man, working out multiple times uh, a day. And, um, you know, I, I'd i be the same way if I had this <laughs> this uh, practice facility here next door to the <laughs> arena. But, um, no, these guys are, are hard on themselves. Like, they want to get better. They want to be coached. And uh, it, it makes our jobs easy. Um, so and, and I'd say everybody's gotten better from where we first started um, well, I, I came a little bit late, but I'll say when, when I started in June, everybody's gotten better. Um, you know, just, just trying to, to keep moving the needle each and every day, get 1% better. And, uh, I think we have uh, accomplished that, but these guys aren't satisfied or, or content with where they are. They want to get better. And, um, just the, the goal of improving, uh, individually will, you know, improve the collective. So I think, uh, that if we keep working uh, the right way, we'll, we'll keep trending in the right direction.
1: Bradford just with us here on the Hadimers Rug Cleaning Hotline. So you played for Anthony Grant, and you played for Shaka Smart. What advice did you have for the guys like Toby, Fats, and Furman who have now gone through two different coaching staffs?
2: Um, you know, I just said that I made the best decision of my, of, of my life staying. Um, obviously, it was tough seeing Coach Grant go. Um, and I understood his reasons for going, um, but you know it's not always about moving to to you know greener pastures in terms of a player and sometimes of a coach. But um, I stuck here with my guys. Uh, you know my brothers still to this day, and um, we just wanted to to leave our mark and make something special of this place that we thought you know the world of, and we stuck together. Uh, we did have some rough patches with with the new group of coaches, but um, you know we 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 made it a point to to leave this place better than where we found it. and uh, you know, I, I think we accomplished that,
1: and we're all glad to have you here back at Ram Nation, thanks to Ryan Odom uh, bringing you along to be part of his staff. So why don't you tell us a little bit the fan base about Ryan Odom? What's he like when he's not doing interviews, some of these off-camera moments?
2: uh coach Odin is a a great man um he's a great coach um he's just he's he's really back real real cool until you know it's time that he needs to to push push the right buttons to get guys motivated but like he's he's a great guy real cool real personable like you can talk to him about anything he's laughing joking um but he's, he's such a great basketball mind man. just being in meetings and talking to him and just seeing how he views the game um it's it, it's really uh, great to see and great to be a part of, and um, you know, just really thankful that he brought me in uh, to to be a part of his staff. And our, our whole staff are, are full of uh, great basketball minds, and uh, you know, even better people. And it's it just makes it so easy to come to work each and every day, and um, you know, give it your all. Uh, everybody has wonderful families. Uh, you know, our kids are hanging together, hmm. um, playing together. So it's it's been. Um, a great experience and just coaches uh, you know, really about basketball but also about family. So he he allows families to, to be around, allows the, the kids to be around and um, you know, just makes it a, a environment where you want everyone to thrive and um, you know, I think that's uh a, a big part of this game is just understanding that, you know, everybody has the opportunity to grow and 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 develop uh and just to, to bring their own uh, you know, individual aspects to the game or, or to the group that will allow for ultimate success. So I, I think Coach does an amazing job of, of managing um, all the, the different pieces to bring about the, the best product.
1: And that's been one of my favorite things that I've admired about VCU is the way that we develop and evolve our players and our team throughout the season. And you've been on talented teams at VCU that have endured tough losses and a tough stretch of games, I think, back to a run of games before the tournament in 2011. So with that experience, what do you tell these guys to stay focused and stay positive when some of the results aren't going your way?
2: Yeah, man, you just got to – you know, stick with it. Stick with the plan. Uh, you know, trust the process, as they like to say. It's the the, uh, the the cool term now, but um, yeah, man, you just have to to have a belief in what you're doing as, as a individual and as a, a collective. Um, you know, coach has a, a a great plan for us and a great um, <clears throat> you know system for us, and I think that if we stick with it and follow the the game plans and not necessarily saying that we have executed uh everything to a T, but just seeing that the, the formula is there and knowing that, you know, if we do follow what uh the the plan is for that coach has, has put in front of us, you know, and the, the coaches and the and uh you know the scouting reports and, and stuff of that nature, like if we follow it, like, you know, the, the chances of success and chances of wins are, are Highly probable, but you know, if you don't follow the plan and don't stick with the plan and try to venture off and do your own thing, um, you know that's where the the losses can can occur, or you know, some something like that. So uh, I think that um, the guys have been bought into to our system, to our plan, and just uh, trying to execute, uh, which you know is, is a big part of the game, especially in March, execution of, of game plan and, and personnel and, and all those things. Uh, They play a big part, and we have a a, a young group in terms of uh, experience. Um, So just being out there to uh, being able to to get those guys game reps and and to work through things, work through problems, uh, work through the highs and the lows of the game, I think that will really pay dividends for us uh, later in the season.
1: Joined by VCU legend Bradford Burgess, who's now the director of student-athlete development for Coach Odom's staff here back at VCU. And I want to go back to some player development. Like Michael Bell has been so impressive as a freshman. I mean, what do you think his potential looks like when he starts putting it all together offensively and defensively?
2: Man, it's, it's great, man. Michael is one of those guys, like I said, he's um, a gym rat. He's always in the gym um, trying to get better every day. Uh, Michael has no idea how good he can be or how good he is right now for that matter. Um, you know, we're we're always on him about just trying to to just, you know, believe in himself first and foremost and just believe that he can be a great player and he can do great things and just to go out there and go for it. You know, Coach has been saying, you know, you, you got to go for it. He's been saying that to, to everybody. Can't be scared of the moment. Can't be scared of the opportunity. And, um, you know, I think he, he, he sees it every now and then, but we're just trying to get him to – Understand that when he's between those lines, man, he's a, a, a very physical, dangerous player that can impact the game on both sides of the basketball, and um, like we we need that from him uh, every day. And um, you know, the, the the sooner that he really can can see that and sense that, um, I think it'll it'll take off for him and you know unlock different levels of, of his game that he can fine tune and. and um, just you know, be a nightmare for our opponents.
1: Of course, the Rams will host Temple on Saturday at the Siegel Center, and I'll tell you, Bradford. As a fan watching this team here, to me, the times that they've struggled this season is when Max is scoring, Zeb is scoring, but you don't know who that third score is going to be. I mean, how hard is it when you don't have a consistent third guy to step up?
2: Um, it, it's it goes back to the thing about. So the, what I just mentioned about you know kind of going for it, um, we have guys that are, are capable. You know, you look at, at some of the games, and the scoring has been pr- fairly balanced. Like we have guys that are are capable of of you know being double digit scores or being excuse me being uh, any number or score first, second, or third. Like we have uh, a fairly balanced team, and we share the ball well. So it it might be a situation where you know we have. A different sc- leading scorer every night, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's part of coach coach's philosophy and the way we, he wants us to play. And you know, sharing the ball, finding the open man. Like you don't have to take the the super tough shot uh, every, every time. Like we we can move the ball and and get the defense moving and, and find the open man. And um, it's a fun way to play. Uh, and it's fun to watch when we're really clicking and and, and looking for each other, and um, you know, not having someone trying to to Bear the weight of the the offense or or the defense and trying to do it themselves. Um, so, uh, as we continue to go along and improve, I, I think um, you know that that person will will arise if if we need a, a another score, so to speak. But I think just being able to have a balance and and um, knowing that we can have multiple guys, you know, averaging or, or near averaging double figures, I think that's a, a mark of your your offense and just um your willingness to share the ball and 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 play for your teammate just as much as you're playing for yourself
1: bradford obviously there was big news with vcu basketball earlier this week joe bamisil eligible uh we don't know really the extent of the situation there's going to be another update december 27th but can you give us a little insight into what it's been like with joe bamisil at practice
2: uh, I, I, I've, I've been told I can't comment on that, but I, I just will I will say that um, throughout this whole process, Joe has been great. Um, that, that, that's all I, I can really, really say on that. Joe has just been um, a great asset to this team throughout his, his whole ordeal. How much are you
1: enjoying working alongside your former teammate, Darius Theus?
2: Uh, that's my brother, man. Uh, I, I, I love it. It's been special. Um, you know, he's a special guy, special player, did a lot for VCU, and, um, it was was great, like, he was a a groomsman in my wedding, like, that's, that's, uh, that's my guy, man. It's just, uh, it's been great to see how he is now as a, uh, a man, you know, a father, a coach, and, um, just to see how far he's gone, or how far he's been, uh, since his freshman year at VCU. (laughs) Like, you know, I, I can remember like it was yesterday's visit, and just uh, being able to share those experiences for three years. Um, it, was, it was amazing. And um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him and his family, and uh, you know, I, I'm excited to, to see great things that will come from Coach Theis.
1: Bradford, really appreciate the time. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you about your senior night game. George Mason. I yeah. uh, I was there. Yeah. We were all very upset when George Mason took the court <laughs> while we were honoring yeah. our seniors. And then you took it to them in that game.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I was highly motivated to say the least. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, man, it was it was a great game. I, I actually like I couldn't tell, you know, the the score or anything. I don't know if you remember the, the scoreboard blacked out, so I couldn't really see what was happening and, uh what was happening but um yeah it was uh, uh definitely an emotionally charged game you know last game of seagull uh actually airball i do remember i actually airballed my last shot before i got <laughs> subbed out um uh, it was like a, a four, 30 40 foot heave but um <laughs> i do remember I, I airballed uh the last shot um but no it was, it was a great time you know i, I wanted to Uh, leave leave a mark in my last game in the Siegel Center uh, just because of how special the place is to me. And, um, you know, I just was was glad that it it all unfolded the way it did to just make it all the more special for senior night. So that is uh, something that, you know, uh, I will never forget. And, you know, hopefully nobody Nobody will forget anytime soon.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you made a huge impact on the program and and, and on the city uh, during your time here in in Richmond with VCU. And I I will always remember, like, you jumped so darn high on your shots. It just blows me (laughs) away, man. So I I always appreciated that. I loved watching you play. And so uh, last thing here, what's it going to take for the Rams to get a win against Temple?
2: Uh, Stick to the plan. And, you know, we, we're we formulating a, a game plan to beat them, to have a talented team. Um, and if we just stick to the plan that we believe will give us the the best opportunity to win um, at the end of the, the time when, you know, the clock's hit zero and, and if we followed our, our game plan, I think we'll be able to come out on top. But, you know, just can't leave it up to anybody but ourselves. We have to control what we can control and, um, you know, see what happens at at the end of the game.
1: Great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time.
2: Yes, sir. Thanks, Adam.
1: Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome
1: back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go. On the Odyssey app, download it today for free, and you can search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Members of the AWOD Army know you can always support the show by downloading the podcast. Spread the word, send it to some friends. It's Best of AWOD Radio, available on Spotify or iTunes. And joining us right now is Sergeant Snyder in the AWOD Army, Rick Snyder. What's going on, Rick?
3: Just standing at attention, waiting for you.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's get right into this here with why Ted Leonsis has decided to take the Caps and Wizards out of D.C.
3: Well, who could resist coming to the great state of Virginia? I mean, let's (laughs) be honest. Well, listen, I think this is so much about a legacy more than anything. If he stays at the current arena, that's always going to be a Poland's arena. But now Ted Leonsis is in his 70s. He's a rich guy. Rich guys don't care as much about money. (laughs) as they do about legacy and remembrance. He can start something really wonderful. If they pull off this thing, it's gonna be awesome. You know, uh right it's only a few hundred yards away from (laughs) DC. Well I talk about you think we're moving to, you know, Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Uh instead it's just it's a few metro stops away. All this groaning and moaning is just politicians mad about stuff. But I don't think fans will really care. Sure, some Maryland fans may say it's a little bit too far, but some Virginia fans will say, oh, boy, it's closer. It'll wash out. So in a few years, everybody will forget all this nonsense. Something will change in D.C. That building will become something else. You're not going to leave a hole in the middle of downtown. You know, I think this whole thing has been a lot of bluster, and I think overall for fans, this is a big win.
1: Well, I do think that uh, the boys from behind the scenes of the Junkies, Matt and Matt, made some great points when they said it's kind of a border war between Maryland, D.C., and Virginia with everyone fighting on uh, for belief of which team belongs to them. Here's what, here's what I want to know from you, Rick, because I have so many great memories when the Caps won the Stanley Cup of that whole area around Gallery Place Capital One just being packed with people. You know, it what's the population like in Potomac Yards if we won a championship, would it be crazy like that?
3: Oh yeah, and they're gonna be plenty of things around it. I mean and Potomac Yards are basically gonna shoehorn huh, nine million square feet for an arena and for smaller things. Right next to where they're building that, they're building a Virginia Tech College campus up yep. here. So you're gonna have a full of college kids there. Next to that is the Amazon HQ headquarters. You got people full of that. To the other side of it, they've been building condos for 10 years and creeping toward this site. The place is jam-packed, but I think it's going to be people looking for something to do. And there is a Metro stop there, uh, so anybody else can come too. I wouldn't want to drive past there because it's already a pain in the butt. But, but other than that, um, it's in a great venue area.
1: How do you respond to some of these national pundits, Michael Wilbon, David Aldridge, Tony Kornheiser, who have called Ted Leonsis villainous for this move?
3: I think they're full of beans. I mean, let's be honest. You know, he's not moving it away. This isn't the Washington Senators moving to Texas. This is something moving four miles away. Frankly, they could have put it on the other side of town. It would have been four miles away and still in town. So it's not like it's going away forever. Most people don't go to games, to be honest. They watch on TV. So I, I don't see this as a, anything. And they're just taking the hot hotcakes of, oh, this is awful. It's easy to say that. But maybe I'm the only guy that likes this up here. But I like the idea of having a really nice, you know, entertainment and all these other new things coming versus, you know, a declining neighborhood. I I think it's possible. And D.C. is going to be changing again in the next few years. FBI building down the street is going to be vacant. There's a big hotel that just is going up for sale. D.C. is going to reinvent itself again downtown like it has over the 200 years. And they want to bring more housing in. There's lots of opportunities here. They're not leaving a big tax hole there. And
1: one of the terms that I've heard thrown around several times that I know my dad's a tour guide like yourself, Rick, and he was upset about was, you know, several people saying, well, D.C. is a dying city right now.
3: No, it's kind of been a city like all major U.S. cities. It's in transformation off of the pandemic. Right. Uh, You know, I walk the streets a lot. There's a lot of places that have flipped, especially restaurants, because, yeah, we had three years of practically no foot traffic. And still, you know, it's, it's still a lot less because people are still working at home. And that's every city in America. You know, so is there a crime up here? Some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't think D.C. is in decline. That's something that, you know, Fox News likes to talk about.
1: Uh, does this raise the chances of the commanders coming to D.C.?
3: Yeah, I think it puts a lot of pressure on D.C. politicians to get them back. And if I'm, you know, the, the commander's, I go. So you have a half million dollars cash or a half billion dollars cash. You're ready to give up, huh? Well, that's a good start. <laughs> is there any chance you floor. could
1: put a football stadium where Cap One Arena is?
3: No, it, there's not enough room. Mm. Plus, you have no incelery. And the problem with Cap One too is, you know, there's government buildings pretty much on both sides of it, and the historic areas on other sides of it. So you couldn't really grab other land uh, for this. So uh, RFK would be a good spot. What the city had to also think about was, do they try and keep the Penn Quarter, which is where the arena is called, from deteriorating more and try and jumpstart it? Or do you want to put your money into the eastern edge of the city, which is the last thing that was built on the eastern edge of the city was RFK, 1961. It's a neglected part of town. On the water, there's a lot you can do there, too. You can take that same money, go over there, and create economic development there. Uh, so, you know, it's new sports venues, because they cost so much, can no longer just be eight days a year or whatever. They've got to be a mixture of a lot of things to get two, $3 billion back. And the RFK site has the potential of doing that. I thought maybe Williams was just thinking about going there at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, he got a sweeter deal over Virginia. So I don't think anybody reasonably can blame him for that. You don't owe anybody anything in the end uh, on this. I don't know where that entitlement comes from. You know, the fans support them to a degree. But who's going to Wizards game anyway, a 3-20? and 20. There's nobody there. There's nobody yeah. rooting for the Wizards there. So uh, I think there's a lot that they can still do. I do not expect a decision on the Commanders for at least a year.
1: Sergeant Snyder, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Read his work online. Follow him on Twitter, at Snyder underscore remarks. Thanks a lot.
3: Hi, right, thanks for having
1: me. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. AWOD Certified Game of the Week, coming up next. It just takes Welcome back. Time, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan, now at 105, 1 FM. You can always chime in, 833-804-0910. We like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. It's the reason I got into sports radio, because my dad always let me borrow his phone growing up to call in and talk Redskins and Wizards and Capitals and eventually the Nationals even though I grew up uh, rooting for the Orioles and Cal Ripken until we got a baseball team here in town so I love to make it as interactive as possible you can be the quarterback of this segment 833-804-0910 if you tweet us throughout the show and it's a good tweet we will read it on air at AWAD radio A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O or at 910 the fan and did want to give a shout-out to one of the listeners as somebody got me hit to a Reddit thread that was talking about AWOD Radio, and he wrote, he loves our bit segments like Dude Food and NetClicks, and he's become a big fan of our new producer, Stubb. So how about that one, Stub? as uh, we get ready for another one of our hit segments? This is AWOD Certified Game of the
0: Week. This is AWOD Certified Game of the Week. Fire! Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon! He's in for the touchdown! Guaranteed to be a football guys football game. And, of course, every
1: week we do this, and this segment is, is for the people, right? This is not a segment for me. It's not a segment for Stubb. This is a, me- a segment for everyone, for the members of the AWOD Army. This is your segment, Stubb. Let's see how in tune you are with the show here. Why do you think we give out the certified game of the week?
0: Well, you know, some people live busy lives. They have a lot to do. They have big weekends, and maybe they only have one time, one game in their schedule. They only have time for one NFL game. And we want to make sure that that game that they pick is the best one possible.
1: That's a great explanation. And if you're just tuning in, yes, we stole this segment. We took this idea from a meteorologist here in Richmond who gives out his verified best weather day of the week. So when Richmonders are planning out their week, planning out their dates, their days they want to go out, they know... Which day is verified to be the best weather day of the week? Example, we should go to the Squirrels game or the Kickers game Thursday because the weather will be great because it was the verified day of the week. And I want members of the AWOT Army to be able to plan their Sundays for the NFL viewing. Around the schedule that I set as the certified game of the week, for example, let's go to church this weekend, but we have to be home by 1 p.m. because of AWOD certified game of the week. Or let's go to the bar for the 1 p.m. games, but I know I want to be at home on my couch for the 4 p.m. game because it's AWOD certified NFL game of the week. Guaranteeing football fans around the country will enjoy this contest regardless of if your team is playing or not. And this week, there are four possible certified games of the week as we've given out three stars to four different contests the Broncos against the Detroit Lions that game has a ton of playoff implications as man the Broncos have been playing some good football and the Lions are trying to rebound from a couple of bad losses the Cowboys against the Buffalo Bills Cowboys trying to be the top team in the NFC Bills Desperate to be a wild card squad, Ravens, Jags, two teams at the pot top of their division, and then the Eagles and the Seahawks. Stub, what do you think is the certified game of the week?
0: I would guess, and this is also my personal opinion, it's going to be the Ravens and the Jaguars. I think the Ravens had the game of the week last week with the Rams, and they got an even better team this week to play against.
1: I hear what you're saying, and that is a lot of people's game of the week as NBC flexed it into the Sunday night game, eight twenty on Sunday night, but the pick is in. AWOD certified game of the week is America's team. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Buffalo Bills. I am all in on Buffalo and Josh Allen to overcome a few bad defeats this season where, look, this was a Buffalo team that at the beginning of the year was one of the top teams in the AFC. Now they've slipped out of playoff contention or fighting to get back in there. Got a big win last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, there was a lot of hoopla after that game with a temper tantrum by the two-time Super Bowl winner Patrick Mahomes. So I don't think a lot of people gave enough credit to Josh Allen who did outperform Patrick Mahomes. And now he has a chance to outduel and outperform Dak Prescott on Sunday at 425, this is going to be an awesome game. You have the 10-3 and 3 Dallas Cowboys fighting to be the top team in the NFC. They want the NFC to run through Jerry's World. And Buffalo, like I mentioned, they are desperate to get to the promised land, to get an opportunity to win a playoff game. It doesn't matter if they're hosting it, because last year they hosted the Cincinnati Bengals in the snow and got their butt whooped. So, right now the bank the Buffalo Bills are the 11th seed in the AFC, but one win could put them all the way up to the 6th seed and maybe even a tie for the 5th seed in the AFC whereas in the NFC it's the Dallas Cowboys tied with the Niners, but the Niners of course have that tie break based on head to head win percentage. Dallas against Buffalo from Buffalo, New York is a Wad certified Game of the week. Stub, great work behind the glass today. It is Grant Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.